Hey there, welcome to DCAF. Still in quarantine, we expected to do it in the office this week, but um, we are still in our homes. We went into the office briefly yesterday, um, but we decided to, so that we're not in each other's face, because we typically yell in each other's faces when we're doing this. And so I didn't want to really be that close to Mark, because no one quite knows where he's been. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to continue doing this from quarantine. So I'm back in my room, Mark's back in his living room. Um, how's it going, Mark? Your hair looks great. It's well, it just looks great because it's not long. But yeah, I got a haircut this morning. I went to Cool Springs, um, and I'm so excited. I, I feel like a new man. Like I really feel free. I actually, Mark got on the Zoom, and I go, "You look great." And I don't think I've ever said that to Mark. No, and it's all it's all comparatively, not generally, but compared to how it was, man, it's. I feel so good. I feel like all these good things in my life I wanted to make happen. Like maybe I'll do it now because I feel free. You you looked like hot garbage this morning, so this oh, is a I big know. improvement. I know. I mean, my I, hair my hair was like this part was like out. I'm like, oh god, I, I hate the way I look. Yeah, that's not what you want. Um, I yeah. had a it, I look like hot garbage today because my car got broken into last night. I was up Ooh. literally all night dealing with that. But we're here. We are enthusiastic. We've had a lot of coffee, and we are ready to talk about. Murder Hornets. Murder Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't heard of Murder Hornets, you might be living under a rock. Apparently, there's this species of bee, stinging bug, that has come over here from Asia. So like China's basically ruining our lives. Well, I don't know if it's from China. I mean, it's not, China's not the entire Asian continent. That's true. I think they're from China, though. Didn't someone say they're from China? Oh, I mean, I, I only saw from Asia, but maybe. Okay, well, either way, these murder hornets are like massive, and their stingers can sting through like thick beekeeper uniforms. They were first found, what, in, like, Washington State? Yeah, or, or, yeah, somewhere in the north, in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Pacific Northwest a few days ago. Apparently, they, like, go in and ravage um, bee homes. So, any beehives, whether it's, a, like, a domestic beehive that people have in their backyard or a naturally occurring beehive, they can just ravage them, which is going to be terrible if this, if they start to multiply so bad for our farming because bees pollinate all the plants that we eat yeah plus no more honey right i know we love honey um i actually made a new brownie recipe the other day with honey mark remind me to make it for you yeah that sounds um, good so but the thing is like it's i guess it can kill people but it's not like like from what i understood like i'm not a big murder hornet person which i mean great name but like it looks like they can kill people but they still don't like it would be a very rare occurrence but i'd be worried about like sloan and dogs right because that would be my big concern like i'm sure that they can kill dogs teeny tiny dogs i mean you know i don't know if sloan's ever got stung on her paw by something but it like really hurts dogs they like limp around they swell up i don't know what the yesterday she what you got her first tick oh gosh yeah yeah see okay. it's it's all bad all bugs are bad but these are really scary i hope they don't make their way to the southeast um i'm because they're scary because first you don't want to get stung by them because they seem so painful but two it's like it's going to hurt our whole food supply chain right like that's a bit more of the actual issue is what it will do to our food but of I course there's like, what like 20 that they found like it's not like there's a lot yet yeah but don't bugs like really multiply i don't really know about them i don't know either i just feel like I feel like everybody's looking for, and not not to blame the media, but they're looking for that big story. It's like there might have been one found that they don't even know for a fact. And for what I understand, they don't actually know for a fact it's there. They expect that they're there because yeah. of what it did to the, some like hornet's nest or something. Or, but yeah, I mean, just keep an eye out on it. It's not, it wouldn't be great though. I can say that. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
if 2020 wasn't already bad enough, we have murder hornets now. Here, wait, here's one that we need to remember. Everyone is complaining on Facebook about 2020, which, of course, it's been a terrible year so far. When this ends, stop complaining about everything. We heard this about 2018, like, oh, Trump was elected. It's like, chill out. This is just a, like, enough. It's not a terrible year. Like, this is a terrible year. Most years are really good, so stop acting like they're awful. Yes, yes. This year, actually, everyone has a reason to complain. Even though yes. I kind of like being at home, I kind of like cooking all the time, I really don't mind this. Um, so for me, I'm not really complaining about about this year if your life is going to be terrible for business owners and workers and things like that. what i'm saying is i see people on facebook whose lives are fine they're just complaining about sitting at home like this is not the end of the world for a lot of people you're lucky yeah exactly it's like it's actually a net positive for a lot of people to sit at home exactly so they're able to work from home like what a great what a great opportunity and it's positive for me that a lot of people that i don't like are working from home and they can't come <laughs> to my house and i can't see them so roll tide um, unless they're your roommates then it's different but <laughs> yeah um we're, me and my roommates are partying so we're <laughs> we're feeling pretty good um so the next thing we're going to talk about is i wanted to talk about this a few weeks ago and now i'm really glad we didn't um kim jong-un a couple weeks ago was dead apparently <laughs> well yeah yeah we, we didn't re- we didn't really know what was going on some people said he was dead i think tmz said he was dead other people said he was in horrendous condition was like on the verge of dying and probably none of those were true yeah now he's like alive question mark um there was like stuff that was coming out last night that he um and and keep in mind I might be spreading rumors. I have no idea what's true, but I'm just dying to talk about it because- Yeah, you want to spread a rumor on here three weeks ago. And I'm like, we don't know that any of this is true. I don't trust North Korean or like TMZ as my main news source. So let's wait until we talk about it. And I still, we still don't know what's going on. So we're talking about the uncertainty, not that he's in bad shape or dying or anything like that. Yes, what I want to talk about is the conflicting reports because this is what happens. There's a lot of bad things about a dictatorship and about communism and things like that. One of the things is consolidated power and the fact that crazy crap can happen. They don't have a 25th Amendment that when their leader goes a little nuts, someone can fill the void or whatever. Like, they don't have that. So it's all on him. So there are reports, there are a few reports that I saw when I was Googling this this week, because I just love like conspiracy theories. I'm like so into this. (laughs) So a few weeks ago, he had heart surgery or he had coronavirus or he had something and he was brain dead. He was dead and his sister was going to take control, whatever. This week, there's, or I guess last week then, there was um, someone who went out in public as him and people are saying it was a body double because his hairline was different and the teeth were different and he looked kind of like him but like not also really like him at all and then today people are saying that he faked his own death so that he could test the allegiance of people in his inner circle like this is wild and like <laughs> if you want about conspiracy theories because like i'm not as into them as you I, i'm interested but i think that most of them are bs when you talk about North Korea, it, it's not, none of the stuff's crazy. Like that yeah. all, like, I'm like, that seems like something he would do. He would have a body double in Tesla Legion. So like, I'm way more inclined to listen to this conspiracy theory than maybe some of the other ones. Yeah. I, I peddle conspiracy theories to Mark all the time. Like I, I read stuff on Twitter and I'm like, do you think this is true? And Mark will be like, no, get off Twitter. But this, <laughs> one, this is actually insane. Like they, he was photographed apparently in 2017 with like two different body doubles for him. I, and, and the problem is like, we can't get intelligence out of North Korea. No, no, no. one knows how See, old he's like, talking about coronavirus numbers from China. It's like, we know we're not getting anything correct, right? Like we understand that anything they're giving us is, is not true. 
Right, exactly. So this is like just the latest in a saga of crazy crap coming out of these communist countries that we just don't know what's going on. Is Kim Jong-il alive or dead? Drop it in the comments. We want to know what you think. We th I mean, I'm pretty sure he's alive. I think it's like, is he, was he ever sick or not? I think that's a better question. Yes, I just, right? I mean, who's to say? Like, true, yeah, who's to show. say? We just don't know. So this is something that I have been keeping an eye on and that I will continue to keep an eye on because I think it is insane that he would fake his death. People would defect from him just to test their allegiance. Like those poor people, they have no idea. They probably just want to get out from under the thumb of a brutal dictator. This yeah, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure they're more worried about will I be murdered or not. What not? Well, now they are. Like like these people were were so excited to get out from under the fist of power from this brutal dictator. Now they're but like crap. His sister would have been the same, though. It wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, it, 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 she it, seems it, like, it, like I saw there's a lot of good, like, uh, Facebook things like, oh, like, one of the, like, it could be the first female leader. It's like, yeah, the first female dictator to also kill people. Like, what a great accomplishment. Yeah, seriously. I, I don't think that that's, uh, we should be celebrating that. Um, so but you, Taylor's wanted to talk about this four weeks. I have said no basically every time. And like, we just were short on content. So whatever. I'll, oh I'll my let her gosh. This is not a short on content topic. This is like, uh, I feel like there's no. Oh, it's like, it's just not a thing yet. We, we have no idea. So like, I, I don't like to talk about stuff unless we know it's a thing. Okay. Well, I like to talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, we, very well. We talk about Epstein conspiracy theories one time. Yeah. That was like the day that it happened. I mean, I you talk more about them. I just talked about the fact that it was happening, that he was dead, but yes. We should have conspiracy theory hour with Taylor. I might start a <laughs> podcast. I don't want to. Do <laughs> First not real. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> next topic is, um, this is something that made me furious so the kim jong-un thing is entertaining the murder hornets thing is intriguing this is infuriating um all are bad though <laughs> all three of these are bad yeah but i have different adjectives it, it's bad that kim jong-un is in power i don't really care if he dies but <laughs> yeah that's like entertaining to me like yes. that whole anyway this is infuriating in texas earlier this week a cosmetologist was jailed for opening her business when there was a stay-at-home order in place now if you didn't see the clip on twitter on Facebook, wherever it was, it was all over the place. She went to court via Zoom and the judge said that she needed to apologize. He wasn't going to throw her in jail if she would apologize and say she was selfish for opening her salon. Okay. Now this is problematic for a few reasons. First of all, this woman just wanted to feed her family. She was being very careful. You could see from the video, there are photos of her all over with masks on. She just wanted to feed her family. She talked on the video about um, people that she knows who weren't eating so they could give their food to their kids because these cosmetologists are out of work. So that's one reason this is problematic. Another reason this is problematic is, I don't know about you, Mark, we haven't talked about this, but I think that's really an abuse of um, some power by that judge to really like talk down to her and say, you have to apologize. Like I'm not like a crazy feminist out there, whatever, but this is a male judge telling this woman, I won't put you in jail if you apologize and say you're selfish. Even if he'd been saying it to a man, it wouldn't matter. It is really talking down and demeaning someone, I think. Yeah, that's what I was actually talking to my dad about this. I'm like, look, the fact he that he put her in jail, it's like, I don't agree with that. But like, fine, that's his job if he feels like that. But to demean somebody that way, like, I feel like he should lose his, I don't think he should be able to be a judge. That is so horrible. And say what you want about her doing that. And you might not agree whatever. It wasn't selfish. If any, and there was nothing morally wrong with it. Maybe it was illegal. And if you want to punish her for that, fine. I don't agree with the law, but whatever. But to insult somebody and be like, 
like if anything, it was the moral thing to do. She was doing the right thing to help feed people. Well, yeah, just, there are people who are meaning what he said to her. Well, and there's not, it's not like I truly don't believe that she was intentionally being um, no evil or bad. She was trying to feed her family. Like, and that's, she was trying to feed her family and she was doing everything she could to take precautions. Like, it's so insane that he talked and I feel like he should lose. I mean, I, I was so furious at the way the judge acted. It wasn't that he put her in jail. It was how he acted. It's like, you act like you're this holier than thou guy. Like she did nothing. Maybe she did something legally wrong, but don't act like it's a moral issue. And like the fact that he did that was just, I thought it was horrible. And, and you said there's been like a conclusion to this case, though, right? Yeah. So the te- the Texas governor, attorney general court stepped in. They all, uh, the governor, Governor Abbott, who I personally like think is just one of the greatest people. He stepped in and, um, altered an executive order saying that breaking the state at home order was not punishable by jail time, made it retroactive all the way to April 2nd. So she's going to be coming out. She was going to have to spend this poor woman who has children was going to spend seven days in jail. That is unacceptable. That is not an okay reason to jail someone. And, you know, it was really condescending. I just can't get over the fact that he said, I won't. It wasn't even about the the crime to him. It was about the fact that I think the way I read this is it wasn't even really about the crime to him. It was about the fact that she wouldn't bow down and apologize for what he thought was stupid. It's unacceptable. For the first time, we're like really agreeing on this. That's great. And and I guess my dad said that like she raised like $500,000 on like a GoFundMe or something. I'm sure she did. She has to pay. Think, think about it. Okay. Think about this. You're put out of business because of coronavirus and everyone's trying to be safe. Then you open your business just so you can feed your family and have a little bit of business and you're being so careful. Then all of a sudden you're slapped with this cease and desist, whatever it was, you have to show up for court. Now, not only is she not working, she's not feeding her kids. She's at home with her children all day, which I can testify after paying bills in April, your power bills and all the bills are a lot higher because you're home all day. Then she has to pay for an attorney and she has to pay all these court fees and fines. Of course she raised money. I would, if I had known about it, I would have donated. Now the fight's over and it's been- I think $500,000 will, will be plenty to hold her over. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I'm, I'm just saying like morally, like I would have yeah. contributed to that because I totally believe in what she was doing. Like it's it's a really hard life that some people are living and he expected her to say that she was being selfish and have some compassion when he had no compassion on her. I just, I, I think that's really unacceptable. One more thing before we go. I, I am done. You can have whatever opinion you want on COVID-19 and what we should do. Some people think we should have the government close another year. Fine. You're entitled to that opinion. Of course, I disagree. Uh, but you're entitled to that opinion if you think it's a health and safety. There's people who wanted to open back up a month ago because they're losing their business. This Let's, is America. You have the right to be wrong. Well, I mean, sure. But like, we need to stop insulting the people who want to open back up. I think it's BS. I'm tired of hearing media be like, oh, there's these crazy people or these selfish people. It's like, they want to make a living. I'm not saying you can't have a different opinion and be respectful and say, hey, I don't think it's safe, whatever. If you have that opinion, I don't agree with it. But fine, you can, you can believe that and nobody's going to trash you. This idea that they're like just insulting these people who just want to make a living and feed their family, it's, it makes me so, it makes my blood boil. Like just because you're sitting in your ivory tower and you can sit at home and work from home or you don't have to worry about this doesn't mean these other people who like they live paycheck to paycheck can afford to take a four month break, you know? Like, so stop, you're not in their shoes. You don't understand what they're, what they're going through. Stop judging them. You can disagree, but stop insulting and judging them. I'm done with that. That's the one thing that social media has made me like 
so mad about during this? I, um, I hesitate to make this political, but I do feel like I need to say, for whatever reason, conservatives and people on the right are really focusing on the economy and bringing the economy back. And it's not because we're being selfish. People always say that the right is less compassionate or whatever. I think that opening up the economy with safety measures is the compassionate stance to take here. Because we've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times the last few weeks, protecting lives and protecting livelihoods are not mutually exclusive. We can do both of them. It's not impossible to do both. And so I think that saying be safe but reopen and do what you have to do to provide for your family is the compassionate stance here and I welcome anyone to argue with me on it because I feel so strongly about it um it, it is the compassionate stance and, and we can of course and I think we all agree we can have disagreements about what's right and what's wrong but like just show some class and I feel like on in this thing people who believe that we should be shut in and we should have a shut in order for a year or six months or whatever how long it takes fine you're entitled to that opinion but just show some respect when you're when you're talking about these people and their livelihoods because guess what you being in that ivory tower like they don't care if they say i can't feed my family your opinion doesn't mean anything to them so like let's try to have a, a real discussion about this because i feel like one side has been really really awful to people who don't agree with them and, and saying that Mark and I, uh, we we got on a, a tennessee holler the tennessee holler posted about a month ago saying is over a month ago now saying is there a business open near you that doesn't look essential email us their name and mark and i got on their facebook page and we just ripped them up because this is it, it is not okay to rat out businesses for opening when your opinion is that they're not essential but their bank account says my work is essential my and opinion is the tennessee holler is not essential i don't know if that yeah, yeah. I fully endorse that comment. This is something that Mark and I agree on. That's why we're talking about it for so long. Is because we actually agree on this. Um, this and, and we're both we're both not on the side. Like we believe in safety measures. Like we're not this crazy people. Like oh, everyone should have never been shut down, and everyone should have never had to do anything. Just Mark and I've been wearing masks all week. Like even when we're just talking to each other, we went to get coffee the other day in the office, and we were both wearing masks. Like we're, I was sweating we're, profusely under that too. My mask. It was just yeah, like, my lip sweat. I have lipstick on the inside of my mask. It's not. <laughs> we're being careful. Like we are fully supportive of safety, but we also agree. And, and I love that we agree. I get really excited when Mark and I agree on something. We also agree that it's gone too far and we need to have compassion. Um, rant over. Do you have, do you want a final yeah, word? We're good. Let's talk, let's talk about the fun topic. Rant we have like kind of three negative things. So let's, let's yeah, have three, a three really negative things, especially when you insulted me over my like intense obsession with this Kim Jong-un thing. Anyway, <laughs> okay. um, so speaking of businesses closing, there are, it, it is really tragic. There are a lot of businesses that are closing. I was actually looking to order from Mother's Ruin, which is a little restaurant in Nashville today for lunch. Oh, wait, Mother's Ruin? That's new. Yeah. Oh, my um, my friend knows the owner. We met him while he was opening up because there's a Mother's Ruin in New York City too. But my friend John Knob is like friends with the owner and like went and talked to him. I, I saw him while he was building. I just saw them on Instagram and it looked so good. I think I'm going to go get it to go order as soon as we get off um, from doing this. I think it, I'm going to look good for today. It looks amazing. Um, and so I clicked on their Instagram bio just to see what they were doing. And they've set up a GoFundMe for their employees who can't work right now. And a lot of restaurants and bars are doing that um, in lieu of closing or ho hoping not to be put out of business. Um, and it's, it's a really sad thing. And I can't wait to, um, like Mark has said a million times, like 
we got to, once this is over, we got to get over it and, and start getting back out there and quit complaining and start contributing. And I can't wait to go eat in a restaurant. Um, but unfortunately there are a lot of restaurants that are closing and are going to stay closed. And, um, so we wanted to shout out some of our favorite places in Nashville that we will be, or like anywhere, like I have one in Alabama too. That yeah, just, to, just to give them support and just kind of be like, I mean, these people are going through a tough time right now. Restaurants. I mean, all, 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 not just restaurants, I mean, all businesses, but we obviously deal with restaurants and bars much more. So what are the places that you would like to kind of say like that you've missed the most during quarantine that you would, that you can't wait to go back to? Yeah. So cafe Rose in East Nashville. It's like, you tell me about that. Wait, it's not cafe Rose. No, it's cafe Rose. Well, I just always assumed it's cafe Rose. It it looks like Rose. They've yeah. been open for to go orders. They actually set up a road. It's called Rose Bodega and they've been selling um, two servings of cocktails, little plastic bottles. You can take out sourdough That's bread. Um, they kept their food orders up from their distributor and they've been selling a lot of the produce that they get in because all their food that's is awesome. fresh. So that's been really cool, but I can't wait to go sit in there and order a spicy margarita and a celery salad and a side of fries. That's what I get every single time I go in. So good. Um, it kind of seems like you're being really healthy with the celery salad, but then getting the side of fries kind of evens it out, I guess. Mark, honey, this is what we call a well-balanced meal. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, it's much more well-balanced than anything I eat, which is just burger and fries. So at least you have the healthy version of that. Seriously. Um, yeah, well-balanced meal. Um, also, I'm really excited and hopeful. I hope that college football happens, and I hope that Doghouse Saloon is still is open then because that is where the Alabama alumni chapter goes to watch Alabama football games. And so I hope that they are open and they don't get hit with the property tax increase and can stay open and, and do all the fun things that we can go drink some Bud Lights and watch Alabama football. That's um, right. Cause, Cause that's the thing about the, the bars and places we're talking about in Nashville. It's like, it's not just, it's not just the, um, it, it's not just the coronavirus that they're worried about. It's the idea that the property tax as well. So like, we don't know what's going to happen from both those things. Yeah. And I, you know, they're going to hit with this property tax too. So like, we really hope that a lot of these can survive. Well, and that's what, that was the last one that I was going to bring up is peg leg porker. You probably oh, take mine. I introduced you to that place. He did, but I was going to give you a shout out. So just let yeah. me do it. Um, okay. <laughs> I, Mark took me to peg leg porker for the first time. We were out doing um, exit polling for our election show um, earlier this year for the mayor's race. And we were really hot and sweaty. And I just wanted something that was going to make me like feel unhealthy. Like I wanted like fries and meat. Like I just, I didn't want girly food. I was super hungry. And, so Mark took me to Peg Leg Porker, easily the best ribs I've ever eaten in my entire life. And their owner, Mark, I don't know if you want to hit the touch on this because you are like the king of Peg Leg Porker, but their owner has really spoken out about the property tax increase and saying that he might go under if this happens. Yeah, Carrie Bringle is the man and they call it Peg Leg Porker because he really only has one leg and the other and like, which is so funny that he makes fun of himself. I think that their, their motto is limping ain't easy. Oh my God, amazing. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's my favorite barbecue restaurant I've ever been to. It's unbelievable. I, am, I take credit because I've introduced everyone at Beacon to that. I just started right when they opened up and everyone's like, oh, this new guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, no, this place is really good. And then Justin loves it now and Braden loves it. We did a so, staff lunch there recently. Was that? We did a staff lunch there last summer. Yeah. Our whole staff went to play like Parker. So delicious. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're... Uh, their owner, Carrie Bringle, like he wrote this letter about the property tax and the fact that like the city's not letting them open. It was like, it was this powerful emotional letter from somebody who's a pillar in the community. And it really, I'll tell you, it got so much press and it really won over a lot of hearts and minds. Like it, it was just a, this 
beautifully written letter and really hit all of the main points of what business are actually facing. That meanwhile, corporations or these city council people who like live in their own little bubble don't understand. It was just, it was this great letter. And I, I don't know if we can attach it to this, this post, but it really was something wor worth looking at. It was, it was just really, it was sad, but it's also, you, you're getting the real version of what it's doing to businesses, not just what you hear on, on cable news. You could hear his passion and hear his anger. And that's what makes me so upset is all of these places that are so beloved, like that we don't get to go to, you know, like Urban Cowboy in East Nashville. They serve like those Miller Lite ponies. And like, we just go and get like those little pony beers. Like it's, it's the simple little things that we love so much that have been closed for so long. Just little bars that my friends and I go to, dive bars that we go to on a random night that have been closed for so long and we don't know what's going to happen when they come back if this property tax increase passes. And so as we are looking at this tax increase, think about it from an emotional standpoint, like let it tug on your heartstrings a little bit because it could be you. Like I have a dream one day of starting a coffee shop that also sells vinyl records and books. And basically it's just all my favorite things. Right? Paradise. I know seriously books, <laughs> um, vinyl records, tacos, coffee, like all the good things that's like what I want to do. But I think about it, how hard it would be to do that in Nashville after something like this happens, it would be so much more costly to start something like that. And then all of the other businesses that we know and love around town, coffee places, crema. I can't wait to go back to crema. I hope that they're okay. Um, it, it's a really sad time. Only it's adding insult to injury to add on these property tax increases. And I think one more thing before we go is think about the places you love. It could be bars, restaurants, it could be your local, furniture store maker or whatever. I mean, any business, when people say, oh God, I can't believe they went out of business. That, that sucks. Like, oh, when was the last time you've been there? It's like, oh, about three years ago. It's like, that's why they go to business. So if you really want to keep a place a lot afloat and it could be anywhere, it doesn't have to be food. It could be a restaurant. It could be a bar. It could be your local Lowe's or Home Depot, whatever. Like make sure that when you have money, and you, like give them business, try to make sure that they, that you spend your money that way because that's the way they don't go to business. So when people complain like, oh God, I, I love that restaurant. I can't wait to go out of business. I'm like, well, you haven't been there in a year and a half. So like, that's why I went out of business. So just think about that. And I mean, if you can afford it, I mean, I know that not everyone is in. We're all being careful right now. Still have jobs and we haven't, having to be laid off but like if you can afford it try to spend some money in local communities and try to keep some of those local establishments whether it's restaurants um bars yeah trophy shops whatever i mean like just try to keep them in business yeah agreed totally agree um shout out to cafe rose peg leg porker crema all of our favorite places we can't wait to come back and see you guys um thanks for listening this week and we are signing off see you next week see you next week